I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap, episode number one. Uh, we were hoping to bring this brand new podcast from Over the Monster to you earlier in the season, but, you know, some things happened. Uh, but this brand new podcast uh, will be myself, Keaton Rocher, your host, joined by Shelly Verstraight, another writer here at OTM. And we're going to cover, kind of as the name suggests, uh, the series that is about to start and the one that just ended every week. So we'll be coming at you multiple times a week uh, with just a short, like, 20, 30-minute pod that breaks down what just happened and what's about to happen. So I'm uh, stoked that we are actually able to do this now, Shelly. We've got baseball happening. We've got the Red Sox starting tomorrow. Kind of kind of feels great. Uh, yeah, it really does. Um, I mean, when you came to me, like, before the season started about this pod, like, I was, like, super stoked. And then, you know, 2020 happened, and I was like, oh, no, I don't think we're ever going to do this. But it looks like we're actually doing this. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, the the part the sad part was we had it all set up and we were about to announce it and then everything stopped, yep. <laughs> which was such a bummer. But we were glad that we were able to do it now. Um, starting off here, we have a three game set with the Red Sox hosting the Orioles at Fenway Park, um, and why not get a weird season started in a weird way? 
<laughs> both the Red Sox and Orioles uh, aces of the staffs, for lack of better terms. John Means and Eduardo Rodriguez are not available for the series. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez dealing with some COVID issues. John Means has dead arm. So that leaves us with this epic opening day matchup of <laughs> Tommy Malone versus Nathan Ivaldi. And then that is followed up on Saturday by Alex Cobb versus Martin Perez. And then Sunday's uh, season finale, Wade LeBlanc versus Ryan Weber. So we have got some lightning right out of the bottle. I guess from the Red Sox perspective, with their issues on the pitching staff, there could be worse ways to open up a season. Uh, yeah, it, it really could. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, Iavati is a, a, a really, really good uh, starter. Um, maybe not opening day caliber, but I mean, I mean, we lost our two top guys, um, you know, Sale and uh, Erod. Um, so th- there could be worse things. I mean, I, 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 I love you, Baltimore, but Tommy Malone, really? <laughs> yeah. I kind of wow. have the same reaction. Yeah. Um, although if, you know, the, the Red Sox are looking to get off on the right foot in this Sprint of a season, uh, three game set with Baltimore should do nicely, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely the 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 startup that you want to get with. I mean, I mean, Baltimore might be like the worst team in the entire league, so to just kind of ramp up to the season, um, I think uh, the Orioles are definitely the uh, the team to go with there. Yeah, and breaking down the Orioles, so I don't, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on the pitching because I just, yeah, we yeah. already talked about the starters, and I think that kind of says it all. <laughs> but um, maybe Hunter Harvey is actually somebody who's interesting, who should be their uh, closer, if not on opening day, will ev- should eventually lock it down. Uh, he is interesting. However, um, the lineup is missing Trey Mancini for the Orioles, who is out um, dealing with some some medical stuff, which him. Speedy return. I forgot to look it up. I can't remember what exactly it was. Colon cancer. That was it. I knew yep. it was bad. Yep. yep. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, that's not great. Um, we wish him uh, a speedy recovery. I like Trey Mancini. Um, however, that leaves the Baltimore lineup um, worse for the wear. That was already worse. Um, really, the only name that interests me is Renato Nunez. I don't know if there's anybody else that you feel is is noteworthy in that lineup, but it doesn't seem like a lineup that should be that hard to neutralize. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, I, Austin Hayes is kind of interesting. He's, I mean, he's leading off. He has, you know, a little bit of, you know, um, contactability and some speed there. But, I mean, outside of Hayes and Renato Nunez, there's really not much there. I mean, Hansel Alberto was kind of interesting last year, but... Yeah, I mean, just looking at that Baltimore lineup, it's, uh, I mean, you know, Iavardi, Perez, and Weber should just, you know, just have a pretty, quote-unquote, easy time uh, this weekend. So, looking at that second matchup with Martin Perez, Jake has been uh, on the the Red Seat podcast with myself and Matt, uh, really pumping up Martin Perez in... uh, the Red Sox success of having guys drop useless pitches, uh, teaching them splitters to mostly good positive results. Uh, how? What are your thoughts on Perez? Are you are you on the 
the Jake bandwagon here? You think he's going to have himself kind of a resurgent season? Season? Or are you with me and Matt? You're just uh, not super thrilled. Yeah, I, I, I am definitely with you and Matt there. I'm, I'm definitely not that excited about Perez. Like maybe if Perez was like a or fourth or fifth guy, I would be okay with it. But knowing that he's our number two, I'm, I'm not excited whatsoever. Uh, I mean, he that cutter last year for him when he was with Minnesota, like really was really good in the first half, and then it just really ta- uh, just died off. And I don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm just so scared. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jake. I, I'm just not in the on the Martin Perez bandwagon here. Jake has been like Mister Optimistic about the Red Sox, which is. I'm not sure if he usually is, but he's definitely kind of completely taken up that role. But it seems the general consensus seems to be like Perez is just there to eat innings. So, and yeah. hopefully he does. Yeah, definitely. Looking at the lineups, uh, projected lineups, um, obviously because we don't have actual lineup releases yet. Uh, the Red Sox looks to be going with Benintendi at the top. J.D. Martinez at second, or batting second, which is interesting, and we'll get back to uh, for your thoughts later. Devers hitting third, Bogarts hitting fourth, Moreland at first and uh, hitting fifth, Vasquez sixth, Verdugo seventh, Jackie Bradley Jr. eighth, and Jose Peraza playing second, batting ninth. So that was the uh, big surprise in uh, rain shortened game yesterday. J.D. Martinez batting second. What are your thoughts on putting the kind of meat of the power of the lineup there in the two-hole? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, like everyone else, I was extremely shocked. Like, I mean, I, I would have, personally, I would have flipped Bogarts and Martinez. I mean, I, uh, last year, I mean, pretty much Bogey was hitting two or three and then Martinez was hitting three or four. Um, so it's just, it, it was really shocking to me to see him hitting second, but you know, let's go, let's just go for it. Um, let's just see what happens. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We've seen a few other teams kind of do that, um, putting more power hitters at the top. Although, like um, to the maybe most extreme was Anthony Rizzo leading off a lot for the Cubs. Yeah, which is an interesting choice of leadoff hitter. But I mean, Martinez is going to hit wherever he's at. So I think I'm happy as long as they're scoring, which this lineup should. That shouldn't be the problem. Yeah, that that's definitely not the problem. <laughs> uh, for the Orioles. Austin Hayes leading off, uh, old friend Jose Iglesias, shortstop hitting second. Anthony Santander, who's actually also kind of a little bit interesting, hitting third. Renato Nunez, fourth. Chris Davis, fifth. Hanser Alberto, sixth. Rio Ruiz, hitting seventh. Pedro Severino, catching, hitting eighth. And DJ Stewart in right field, hitting ninth, as projected by Ross Resource. Um, I mean, we kind of already hit our, there's just nothing there, right? (laughs) Yeah, there, there's really nothing there. I mean, I did like what uh, Santander has been uh, did, did last year and kind of in this summer camp. And um, Chris Davis has looked uh, a little bit more Chris Davis-like, but still he's, I mean, he's hitting fifth and that's really not what you want. Yeah, I mean, there's really no big, you know, crazy monsters um, in the uh, Orioles line up here. Going back to the Red Sox, uh, Michael Chavis, who uh, is projected to start on the bench, should be getting some at-bats at first and second throughout this series. Uh, where do you fall? Because we've talked about on the, the Red Sea, we've talked about kind of that rotation at first, second, 
uh, with those three guys, Peraza, Moreland, and Chavis. Kind of, where do you see uh, Chavis's role playing out this season? Um, I do, th- I, I do feel that he is just going to be just going between um, second and first base. Um, I, I do think, uh, just kind of like from what I'm hearing, um, the, the the team really does like what uh, Peraza can bring uh, to the to the lineup here. So I do think that we would see actually more Peraza and Chavis versus Peraza and Moreland, in my opinion. Um, but then Moreland also brings just kind of like this veteran leadership. So I do think that it's just really just going to be a kind of kind of an even split between those three. Man, I hope my man Chavis just gets a ton of at-bats. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. (laughs) Um, So to just to wrap up this, something that we will be doing every time we preview a series is we'll be giving you our series prediction and who we think will be the series MVP. So Shelly, I'll let you start. Three-game series with the Orioles. How do you see it shaking out? Uh, Yeah, so I, I do think that the Red Sox can pull this out. I mean, it, it, the Orioles, unfortunately, are like one of the, the worst teams in the league. So I do think that uh, the Red Sox can pull it out. And um, I'm going to go with um, Jose Peraza as the Ooh. series MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your prediction for the games? Is he 2-1 two, two, or sweep? Um, I think 2-1, just based on our pitching. Um, I'll go 2-1, just being on the safe side there. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but... Their pitching is also really bad. Yeah. So I think because you went 2-1, I'm going to go for sweep. Okay, nice. Uh, my series MVP, uh, I'm going to go Mitch Moreland. Nice. That wraps up that segment, I guess. I thought I had something else, but I did not have <laughs> anything else. So uh, after a quick break, we will talk about the 2020 season as a whole. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager... Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, moving on to our 2020 season predictions, what we think might happen here. Um, This week at Over the Monster, we've been uh, gathering your community ideas on a whole bunch of superlatives for the season. Um, Tomorrow, Friday, will be an article of our roundtable 
That will summarize uh, all of our writers' contributions and thoughts, as well as the communities. Uh, so we figured, why not review ours and uh, what our predictions for the 2020 season are. So those superlatives are MVP, Best Pitcher, Defensive Wizard, Biggest Surprise, Biggest Disappointment, Unsung Hero. So let's start with MVP. Shelly, who is your prediction for 2020 Red Sox MVP? Uh, this this one was kind of easy for me. Um, it's my it's my man. It's my it's Bogey. I, I love the dude. Um, he's definitely um, he's gonna be he's gonna win the MVP for the season this year. Yeah, this for the most part seemed like a two man race between Devers and yeah. the strides that he made last year and Bogarts. And I'll be honest, I went kind of contrarian again here and just saw like a whole bunch of people had Bogarts, so I picked Devers. But I feel like. It's going to be one of those two. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting names on the team. Um, maybe Evaldi surprises us, has himself a season. Verdugo, solid hitter. Benintendi looking to have a bounce-back season. But, I mean, the core and consistency of the Red Sox is Bogart's endeavors, so it really kind of comes down to those two. So I went Devers just to go against the grain of everybody else. Yes. Best pitcher. Um, my pick for best pitcher was I, I was the only one that picked Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I know he's currently not with the team and recovering from COVID-19, but uh, I just believe in the strides that he made last year and even in a, like a short sprint. Maybe we don't have to have the threat of him missing a chunk of time on the DL looming. Um, so I went with Eduardo Rodriguez. He was my pick. Best pitcher. Who was yours? Uh, yeah, so I went uh, with uh, Nathan Edivaldi, um, kind of our quote-unquote ace, as much as that hurts to say. Like, he's our dude right now. Um, <laughs> and I just I just really like what I have seen in spring and summer camp or, you know, all that stuff. Like, he looks really good, and I'm just really hoping um, that, you know, maybe his fastballs aren't as, like, super straight as they've been the couple last couple seasons, and... I'm just hoping for the 2018 version of the Evaldi. So yeah, hopefully with this time off, he's kind of had enough time to distance himself from his injuries. And I know it's it's tough to take spring training slash summer camp stats at face value, yeah. but he he did really well. And it's just hard not to be excited about what he can bring for this. Exactly. Season. Yeah. Uh, defensive wizard. This should have been a sweep, <laughs> uh, but Jake decided to go against the grain for some reason. Um, Jackie Brad Jr. is like the best defensive center fielder in the game, so that should be an easy one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do like I do like Verdugo and, and Wright, uh, but yeah, this definitely should have been a clean sweep for JBJ. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> biggest surprise was all over the board. <laughs> uh, my pick for biggest surprise was, of course, my man, Michael Chavis. I think there's there's a lot of folks down on him, and he's he's gonna even though it's a short season he's gonna prove him wrong. He's gonna hit like twenty dingers. It's gonna be great. I like yeah. your pick though. You do okay, good. Yeah, I I, I I actually struggle with this one. Like this was like the last this last like category that I filled. Um, but just kind of like what I saw, just looking at uh, Colton Brewer. Um, in his, the second half last year, I mean, he, in like 16 innings, he had a 276 ERA, which was kind of interesting and a pretty decent, you know, strikeout rate. So I'm just kind of going to go with it. 
And I do think that the bullpen is going to be – we're going to see a lot of the bullpen this year um, just, just based on <laughs> the, <laughs> the interesting rotation that we have. So um, I'm all for just Colton Brewer just being like this really, really, really good dude. Yeah, there's so many guys that are just kind of like the same in the bullpen yeah. that if one of them steps up, like it'll just make a huge impact on the rest of the bullpen and the rotation. So I like that you went for one of those guys that has a chance to do that. That was a nice pick. Nice. Uh, who was your pick for biggest disappointment? Unfortunately, I'm going to go uh, with Brandon Workman. Um, I, believe me, I, I saw what he did last year, and I was very impressed with what he did. I just, I just... I, I, I don't think that he can um, replicate what he did last year because basically he just eliminated his home runs. Um, he went from a home run to fly ball rate from 14% to 2% last year. It's just, it's just like crazy what we saw from him. And while I do think that he's going to be a good pitcher, I just don't think that he's just going to be what he was last year. So that's why I think he's the biggest disappointment. Still struggling with walks, too. I think last year his walk per nine was over four, which is not good for a reliever. Yeah. So I went with Christian Vasquez. Um, with the juice ball, he was kind of like the perfect archetype of a player for a juice ball because he essentially had warning track power, and the juice ball across the league was adding like 10, 15 feet per average fly ball, and that just pushed all his over the fence. So he had a career year. Um, so I'm kind of banking on... Major League Baseball triggering with the ball again, and then just him not having as good a season. Yeah, I I, I can totally get behind that. I mean, I I love Vasquez. Um, I love to watch him play. I love to watch him, uh, you know, catch baseballs. Um, but uh, yeah, I I can totally get behind that uh, that pick right there. Unsung hero. We both went with bullpen picks, but different guys. Who was your choice? Uh, yeah. So my guy was um, August. Walden um I I just I just really I mean I I kind of like prepping for this this pod I was like I'm just like looking at the bullpen and I'm just like what what is going on here um but uh Marcus Warren is actually like really really good and I do think that he's gonna get um a lot of innings I'm trying to pull up his stats here um yeah so he just totally went uh just totally different last year he started implementing his um, uh, slider more and his cutter even more. And I mean, he had an average on his slider and cutter. His slider had an average of 203 and a, his average on his cutter was 198. And it just, just, I love the just total pitch mix change that he did. And he can pitch multiple innings, uh, which is really what we kind of need with this uh, pitching. Uh, staff that we have so yeah i think marcus warden's just going to be a guy just going to be a dude just going out there you know two innings at a time just like just mowing guys down getting ground balls he's just going to be a really good dude marcus warden yeah for kind of some of the same reasons i picked darwin hernandez ability to go multiple innings um a lot of folks want to see him given a chance to start i'm not so convinced of that but we've seen like glimpses of him being an elite high leverage reliever at times last year. And so hopefully seeing him take a step forward with that, obviously still struggling with the walks. And I think actually 
didn't see if he because he also tested positive and was out with Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know if he's still out or if he's still with the team. Um, but whenever he does end up joining the team, I think he's going to play a pretty pivotal role in the bullpen beyond Barnes and Workman. So I went with with him as my pick. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love that pick. The, I mean, the only reason why I didn't pick him was because of the COVID um, diagnosis. Like I was kind of like looking at some of his numbers in the offseason. It was like super nasty. Like I really do think this guy will probably get some high leverage, um, you know, um, innings um, whenever he's healthy, whatever the season is, you know, quote unquote normal, all that stuff. So I, I love that pick. Now's the moment of truth. Overall prediction for the Red Sox, where do you think, I guess it's, I don't, I'm not looking for like a specific win-loss, I guess, but where do you think they're going to finish within the division? Um, this, I guess we'll start with the larger division and then this the AL East itself, and how do you see the season ending? Um, yeah, I, I guess if we're going like just, you know, I guess like the, the East or the AL East, um, I, I think they finished third. I keep waffling between, you know, the Red Sox and the Jays. But with the Jays uh, kind of really not having a home right now, <laughs> and that's kind of, like, really crazy, um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. But we easily could finish fourth in the division. Yeah, I think third as well. Um, I had them seventh in, the like, the group of ten. Because uh, having to play a bunch of games against the NLEs is not easy. Uh, yeah. In the division, I think third. And then I had them out of the playoffs until today. <laughs> we learned that 16 teams are going to make the playoffs. And that's the top two from each division and then the best two records after that. Um, that seems really hard to miss. <laughs> so um, I'm going to guess that they do make the playoffs, but it'll be a short stint. They'll probably be out in that first round. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, they'll probably get, like, that last little slot there and then kind of peter out on that on that first go-round. But baseball is back, Keaton. Baseball is back. It is. It is. I am just so excited about it. And incredibly happy to be doing this podcast with you. Yes. Uh, not only just doing it with you, but also doing it and recover like covering all the uh, teams. We've needed like a little short little review podcast to add to Over the Monster, so I'm glad that we're doing that. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Um, or if you're listening to it, hopefully you already are subscribed. Tell your friends. Get more subscriptions to it. Um, you can find me. At Spoken Keats on Twitter, you can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. You can follow Over the Monster, our general blog Twitter, at Over the Monster. Check out all the awesome stuff that we've written and our roundtables and all of our superlative stuff that's coming out tomorrow over there on OverTheMonster.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you Monday morning as we will record Sunday night to review the series and preview the next. Nice. I'll see you then.